Let's start it up. I'm here with Robin Nori, Manager of Recreation, Government of Nova Scotia. Is it still winter over there? Actually, yes. We're getting snow tomorrow night, and right now it's trying to snow or freezing rain. You can't decide what it wants to do. <laughs> Welcome to the Maritime. Yeah, exactly. Do you live right in Halifax? No, sadly. I work in Halifax, but I live an hour outside of the city in a place called Truro. Okay. <clears throat> so I drive back and forth every day. So maybe just describe a little bit about your role with the government of Nova Scotia. Sure. Um, my title is uh, Manager of Recreation, and I'm in the Community Sport and Recreation Division of a small department of the provincial government called Communities, Culture, and Heritage. Hmm. Um, we've only been here for a year. Previous to that, we were with the Department of Health. So our move to uh, what we call CCH, Communities, Culture, and Heritage, has been a great fit for us, especially for me as manager of recreation, where I find there's a lot of similarities hmm. between the recreation file and the culture file and the heritage file. So it's been it's been great. So my role is manager of recreation. Was there an election or is it just a common thing that the departments change once in a while? Um, no, it wasn't due to an election, um, but there was some restructuring within the Department of Health. They did a lot around our health authority and dividing powers between uh, government's role and the health authority role. And in doing that, it was an opportunity to do some streamlining. Streamlining, And we actually, I think, for a while had thought there was a better fit with communities, culture, and heritage. And so they took advantage of this opportunity to, to realign us. And it's worked out really well. Nice. That's awesome. Mm. How long have you been with the government? I have been five years in January in the position I'm in now, January past. And for two years prior to that, I was on a contract as a physical activity consultant. So... I guess seven years in total. It's hmm. gone by very quickly. So what did you do beforehand? Were you in the, the recreation sector? Um, yes, I graduated uh, from Acadia's recreation program back in the 80s. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then my first job at a school was working for the town of Walbush, Labrador. It's a small, isolated mining community well, what's in the Lab West. What's the population there? Uh, population of Walbush at that time was probably 3,000, maybe 3,500. And then there's a twin community across the lake called Labrador City, which had about eight or 9,000. Hmm. So this was my first job, took me out of province. So I went all the way to a, a northern community, and it was probably one of the best experiences of my life. It was great. Cool. What types of facilities did they have there? For a small, isolated community, quite a few. And that's what made the experience so interesting is that a small town mining community in northern Canada that was isolated sees and saw the importance of recreation and sport and the value it plays in people's lives. So they had a rec center that had a pool and a teen center and a gymnasium and a fitness studio and a bowling alley, and it was connected to the arena. Hmm. So the whole community center really, really lived through that uh, offering of services for recreation and sport. It was amazing. Could you imagine that same town without some of those facilities? What would that be like? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I think that the uh, drinking establishments would probably be far more used if we didn't have those recreation and sport facilities and programs. And because it is winter most of the time, they were all um, well built to sustain um you know, snowstorms and cold temperatures. And in the brief time that it was summer when I was there, there are ball fields and soccer fields and they had summer festivals as well. So it was a very strong, um, well-supported social system 
in the community that sort of offset the reason it existed to begin with, and that's working at the mine, right? So yeah. it was a good example of work-life balance. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. There's probably too many examples of similar towns that don't have those types of opportunities. Yes, quite possibly. Absolutely. Um, so growing up, what type of recreation activities did you participate in and what what types of things keep you busy in your free time nowadays? I'm a swimmer. I was a competitive swimmer growing up. So swimming is a big part of my life. Both, um, I don't compete anymore, but I use it for my fitness, but it's also where I like to spend time. I love being in the water. Um, I'm also love to play tennis and squash. I like to travel. And our cottage life is a very big, important time in our family. So it's um, used a lot, not just for the swimming aspect, but the social aspects of cottage life. So it's kind of completes all four seasons. Nice. It's always good to hear people leading by example in their own personal life as well. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I do have to, I must admit, I do have to work hard at continuing work-life balance because it's very easy to get consumed with your job. But I do find people in the recreation sector don't necessarily walk the walk well enough. There's, I know a lot of professionals that don't take all their vacation time, for example. Mm. But it's been my goal to try and keep and work at that life, work-life balance. Yeah, when I finished school, kind of the biggest shock to my system was staring at a screen for eight hours a day. I wasn't <laughs> used to that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Got to make time to, to get out there. It's important. It's absolutely important. Otherwise, our sector wouldn't exist if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So you've had some experience with municipalities and with the provincial uh, government. Um, How do you describe the role of a provincial government, um, Nova Scotia specifically, in the delivery of recreation services? What is Nova Scotia's role? Um, That's a good question. The probably the recreation delivery system in Nova Scotia is most substantially based in municipalities through municipal recreation departments and also through provincial and community sport and recreation organizations. So it's quite a robust system, but the government's role is A, through municipalities who continue to have uh, recreation departments in many cases. And then provincially, our role is um, to support that system. And we support it in a variety of ways. Obviously, uh, an obvious one is um, through financial support, through grants and so on. But it's also through policy support and development and um, sector capacity and development. But the thing that I've learned in the last five years that we do well in Nova Scotia is partnerships and collaborations with the sector, predominantly through our PT partner in Recreation Nova Scotia, but also through regional associations, recreation director associations, and other collaborative partners in other departments and other areas of government. We do, I think, that very well, the partnering and looking beyond our own sort of boundaries and working together to make things happen. Nice. Do you have any examples that kind of come to mind um, of a partnership that you guys are are working on right now? Um, Well, there's a couple. Um, the, The biggest one, obviously, is our shared strategy for the advancement of recreation in Nova Scotia. And that was not a surprise that we did it that way, that we we created a provincial strategy and shared it with the sector, our full partner in Recreation Nova Scotia. But it, at the at the degree and level that we did it was sort of, I'm going to say groundbreaking, or certainly the first time we did it here in Nova Scotia, where Recreation Nova Scotia was our full partner in the creation of a provincial recreation strategy. So that's because we've had good history and good partnerships in the past that we were able to take that step together quite comfortably, I think. Yeah, that's something that I kind of wanted to get into a little bit because um, we're on the 
the Recreation Framework Committee together, trying to help implement the the national rec framework. And I think what you've done in Nova Scotia is, you know, an an awesome model for people to to look at. So maybe just describe a little bit of what the shared strategy is and um, how it was developed. Absolutely, we're very proud of that. Actually, in Nova Scotia. At the time that they started uh, moving towards having a national strategy or a national framework, they had that uh, summit or the conference in Banff in 2011. At that same time, the province of Nova Scotia, through our department, was looking at doing a provincial recreation strategy. So it didn't make sense for us to have two documents. So we worked sort of at the same time as they were developing the national framework. Um, We formed a committee with Recreation Nova Scotia and government people a little sort of working group, and I was the project coordinator. And what we did was, as the framework was being developed, we were taking information that was coming from that and using it as the basis for our provincial strategy. So now that it's complete, the five goals of the national framework make up the five goals of the Nova Scotia shared strategy. And in those five goals, we have Nova Scotia-specific priority areas and under those, some areas of focus. I think in total, there's 47 areas of focus, which is probably still too many, but it took a lot of work to get it down to just 47 under the five goals. But the point being, it's aligned very closely and based on the five goals of the national framework. So there's excellent alignment between those two documents. Probably the other aspect of that is because we shared it with the sector, we did a very collaborative model um, when we did our consultations of going around the province and consulting with the sector and the people on the ground so that when the document was finished, not only was it based on national goals, but the sector had a strong influence and contribution to the creation of the Nova Scotia priorities. So the sector feels ownership. They see themselves in it, and they feel like it's theirs. So the the shared strategy for Nova Scotia is a very strong, widely accepted document. It's still new, and it's only been out for a year and a bit, but I think that the momentum from all that consultation and its launches has continued to this day because the sector feels ownership for it and they see the alignment with the national. So it all came together so, so nicely. Yeah, it's not something that you're forcing upon different communities. It is Mm. a a shared strategy and that's, you know, made obvious in the title. Um, When I was a student a a couple of years ago in my policy class, um, each student got to um, or had to work with a, a policy and then present it to the class and talk about the strengths and weaknesses of it. So mine was uh, the framework for recreation in Canada just before it was finalized. All right. And and when I was, you know, first looking through it and trying to pick out things to, um, you know, point out negatives or weaknesses, my original thought was that the national framework was too broad, that, that the five goals are kind of too um, general, not really specific enough. But then, you know, thinking about it now, it, it wouldn't make sense to be too specific or else it might not, um, you know, ap- apply to everybody, especially throughout the whole country. So it seems like, you know, you guys did a great job of taking those kind of five overarching goals and then making it more specific to Nova Scotia. And I think that's a, a really good way that other people could help um, or implement the framework. Absolutely. I, I would recommend that as a good approach for other provinces to, to consider. The the real benefit for us is that we were doing it at the same time. So timing was an important aspect to its success. Mm-hmm. We could sort of piggyback on consultations for both the national and the, the provincial. 
and it all just came together so nicely. And I don't want to say necessarily easily, but there was a lot of synergy. It created a lot of momentum and a lot of awareness. And folks really appreciated it, and they could get on board with it, and it made a lot of sense. So a lot of things came together at the same time. And they really appreciated, like you've just said, is that the actual areas of focus and uh, priorities were Nova Scotia specific. Mm-hmm. So it has both a national and a provincial flavor. You've had the the shared framework for or the shared strategy for a couple of years now, and you've probably spent the last couple of years just trying to educate different municipalities mm-hmm. and, and communities about it. So what's that next step? Are you kind of hearing back from the communities of how they've implemented it? Or have you heard of kind of any feedback of different examples that they've done? Absolutely, we have. Um, you're right. The first year after it was launched, the, a lot of the focus of, was about profile, and we did some regional summits around the province to just make sure folks knew about it and had all that history. If they didn't know about it, many of them did because they've been involved in the consultation. But then talking about ways of what do we do with it now? It's a finished product. What do we use it for? How 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 do you expect it to be implemented? And one of the messages that we were trying to make sure our sector was getting was that it wasn't supposed to be a top-down, here you must now go forth and implement this on our behalf but to find ways that they could find alignment with it and use it as a tool for their own planning within their own municipality and not that they weren't already doing some of the things that were picked up in the shared strategy so they could see themselves in it because they had contributed so strongly to it. It was an easy sell to say to them, there's probably a lot that you're already doing that already has alignment with both the national and the provincial strategy. It was now easy to say, okay, so what next? What little step can you take next to further it even more? Mm-hmm. And two of the promising practices that have come out of that um, are, I think, good examples of, of how it can be used, at least in small sort of rural Nova Scotia, rural Nova Scotia communities, not so much big centers. But um, number one, it's been adopted by most councils, not necessarily formally by a council through a resolution or a proclamation, but I think that the recreation departments have adopted it as a way to both use as a tool to, to educate their staff and as a basis as a, for a work plan or their own strategic plan within their departments. Because, again, it's not about necessarily for us implementing the shared strategy as much as it is using it as a guiding and a directional tool with a collection of priorities to sort of point us all in the same direction. So it's been used, um, I think, by at least four or five of our larger communities definitely as a basis for work planning and staff training, but also as a strategic document for their strategic plans for their departments. That's been very rewarding to hear and with with good results. And I think the other uh, promising practice that has kind of come to the the forefront beyond just strategic planning, excuse me, is regionally there's been some events or um, programming that's taken place because not everything has to happen in isolation within a municipality. There can be things done regionally with shared uh, communities taking it on. So the thing that jumps immediately to mind is we have um, a sport development coordinator position in six of our regions through a partner in uh, Sport Nova Scotia. And they've all started looking at multi-sport programs, which is a a concept around um, instead of just putting a child into one sport like hockey or soccer or basketball where they only do one sport for most of their lives – is giving them the opportunity to try multi-sport programming. So they get to do a try-it-out kind of thing in their younger years before they become you know, too specific to one sport. And those programs have sort of picked up 
because we've done a regional or um, multi-municipal unit concept, and it's been based on some of the, the successes identified and priorities identified in the shared strategy. Yeah, so those that's... two things are really right now sort of hot topics. I noticed that your your very first priority in the shared strategy revolves around physical literacy and mm-hmm. getting getting youth active, not just stuck in one sport. Absolutely. So that based on that uh, active for life model and fundamental movement skills and sport for life things that are, are right now sort of big and hot in the sport world, they're absolutely finding the role that recreation plays in those. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's 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 a very great partnership and physical literacy plays an important part in people being able to be active for life and to recreate for life. So it seems like there's a lot of positives going on and, you know, a lot of progress has been made but I'm assuming there must have been some hurdles along the way. Um, what what were some of those challenges and what are some of the things that, you know, you continue to kind of struggle with as you're trying to implement the shared strategy and provide recreation for everybody? Um, probably two challenges. One is um, one of our great advantages is the sharedness of our, par- of our partnership with Recreation Nova Scotia. But there are times when, um, at least in our case, Sometimes government can be a really strong partner, sometimes too strong, <laughs> and unintentionally will take the lead or, or do things um, a little more um, strongly than they should or forgetting that we have a, another partner that we need to bring along with us. Because Recreation Nova Scotia is absolutely our full partner, but they don't necessarily have all the capacities that we do as government. So we have to be very cognizant of the fact that we do have a partner and to keep in mind their priorities and their contributions. I wouldn't say that it's hard to do, but we do have to remind ourselves because this is kind of groundbreaking doing this with the sector, and we want to honor that that partnership that we've had from the beginning. I think the other challenge I would say is, um, I don't even know if it's necessarily negative, but it's figuring out how we're going to evaluate or measure the shared strategy. Now that it's out there and it's been adopted and it's starting to get some uptake, how do we now build into this so that we can see its influence and its impact, whether you want to evaluate it or measure its impact or its implementation? This is kind of new for us. It's something as a sector we've never been very good at anyway. But right now, because of the success of the national framework and our shared strategy, we want to capture what's happening. Mm-hmm. And we've never had to do that before or never made it an intention. So it's definitely a weakness to try and now think about it after the fact and get caught up, but also find a way and a tool to do that because recreation isn't always quantifiable. It's sort of those quality of life things that are more difficult to measure. So we're, we're struggling with finding a way to measure those things. Yeah, definitely. The social benefits are, are for sure there, but you can't always equate that to a, a dollar figure, for example. Yes, or, or a number figure of any kind. But mm-hmm. I, actually, one of the advantages of being in our new Department of Communities, Culture, and Heritage is culture and heritage have the same challenge. How are they measuring culture in communities? And we've they've got a couple examples of things that we can try and uh, duplicate. But early days still, it is kind of fun to be here with them and go through this challenge together, sorting out how do you quantify the quality stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice for any municipalities or communities out there that are looking to adopt the shared strategy or the rec framework if they're outside of Nova Scotia? Um, I think probably the best piece of advice, um, I don't know if it is 
going to change anyone's mind, but um, I think it was a great advantage for us to do this as a shared document and a shared process with Recreation Nova Scotia. Um, for municipalities, one of the sort of reactions we were getting initially was, you know, you're downloading again and you're expecting municipalities to deliver all this. And that was not at all the intention. So the approach we're trying to take is, as I said, I think previously, try and find things in your community that you're already doing and build on those. You don't have to start from scratch or you certainly don't have to do it all at once or do it all immediately in the first year. Find one or two things that you're doing well or that you want to improve on and focus on those and advance those in line with the two strategies. So start with something you're already good at or something you're already making progress on and that you want to build on. Mm -hmm. um, lastly, do you have any advice for um, other provinces that are looking to develop something similar to a shared strategy or if they're looking to adopt the national rec framework? I think for us, because we had such a positive experience working with our PT partner with Recreation Nova Scotia, if they haven't involved them or if they're thinking about involving them, I would say absolutely do that. Involve your sector and involve your PT partner. For us, it couldn't have gone better, and it was so timely, as I said, but I do think it's something we're, we're not going to um, ever go back on. I think from, from this point forward, that partnership and that collaboration is so strong now, it's probably going to be a good basis for how we move forward. So I would encourage other provinces to consider taking that step as well. Awesome. Robin, is there anything else that you wanted to share that you had kind of top of mind? I think the last thing I'd like to say is it's one thing that we're really proud of is here in Nova Scotia in the 40, 50 year history of recreation delivery in a formalized way through government. This is the first time in those 40 or 50 years that we've got alignment from the national framework to the provincial shared strategy and now within municipalities through some of their strategic planning and regional planning documents. So it feels good that we're sort of all now at least pointing in the same direction and are all moving in the same way together forward. It's it's very exciting. It's it's kind of put recreation on the map and given us sort of new hope and new um, energy because we've got all these things sort of going at the same time. It's 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 wonderful right now. Excellent. That's great. All right, Robin. Thanks a lot. That's oh, thank you, Ryan. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Big thanks to Robin Nori for being the first guest on the show, and catch you next time.